What's up, guys? Welcome back to Fearless as Fuck, the podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. I'm really excited today to bring you this episode because not only is it kind of going along with the topics that we've been talking about recently on one of my most controversial podcasts I've ever had with a debate that we had recently about toxic masculinity and relationships. If you haven't seen that one, I highly suggest you go look at it. We had a debate with another podcaster who hosts a show in here um, who is a men's coach. And as you know, I am a women's coach and we had some really big differences and ideas about relationships. And to follow that episode up, I got a call from one of my great friends who I have not seen in almost, oh my gosh, I want to say like three years. And she was coming to Vegas and we needed to catch up on some very serious topics and also catch up with each other. And I have her in the studio today. So welcome my friend, Sabrina. Hey guys. Um, Really excited to have this conversation. Only, gosh, it's so tough for me because you know when you see a friend going through something and it's really hard to kind of tell them what's happening when they're stuck in it. And I only say this from personal experience because I've been in this position so many times. And Sabrina and I had actually met probably in our most like... Yeah. (laughs) Our hardest times Our hardest times ever. We've been there for each other for the entire ride, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And for those of you who do not know, I don't share a lot of juicy, like spill the tea details about my past relationship. That was one of the things that shaped this podcast, to be honest, because I don't ever feel like talking shit necessarily is the way to be on a podcast. There's no point of that. But to talk about your situation and what happened to you is not only healing for yourself, but it also helps somebody else who needs to hear it. And Sabrina and I both met each other and instantly clicked as friends. And I think that we both related to things, unfortunately, in a space where we didn't really have a good sense of who we were. Um, Yeah, didn't have a good sense of who we were and kind of were a little bit lost in our relationship. So um, it's so interesting now because the woman sitting in front of me is probably completely different than who I remember meeting in person and and vice versa. And I thought it'd be really cool to kind of talk about that and also what it was like to see each other's journey from like another perspective, because we literally, we don't live near each other, but we obviously kept in contact um, via Instagram and social media. We're each other's go-to when we were feeling down for sure. Or like we were feeling confused. Literally. We were having like long, long, long conversations on the phone. Yeah. Often. And it's one of those, it was one of those friendships I felt that like, I could tell you exactly what I was feeling without feeling stupid, but it was also like, man, I know exactly what you're going through, but I don't know what to do because this is like a really sticky situation to be in. So, um, I'll, Sabrina, go ahead and introduce yourself. You can tell everybody a little bit about who you are and like this sure. whole where the story began and we can kind of just go from there. Yeah, of course. Um, hi, guys. I'm Sabrina. Um, I do mostly modeling. Um, I'm one of the main models for Young Life for Her now, um, which is a pretty big brand from uh, California. So I'm very proud of being part of that brand. Um, I do also commercial uh, modeling and all that stuff, too. Um, and I recently opened a marketing agency in downtown Chicago. So it's called Layer One. Um, I'm actually um, a co-owner with my best friend. Uh, her name's Anna. And uh, we specialize in the beauty industry. So um, I love marketing, social media, all the above. And um, yeah, I mean, how we started um, what, it was four, I would say five years ago. It was, I literally did, did I had to think back today because I was telling Ricky about it and it was April of 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so we know each other for yeah. quite a long time now. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, I remember because um, your ex was friends with my ex mm-hmm. and uh, we just kind of um, linked that way. And I remember you welcomed us into your home and um, it was, we instantly clicked. We had so much fun. Um, we went out, everything. We understood each other. Me and yeah. you were the same vibe. We were the same personality. We were very calm, very honest. Um, we we're very genuine. Uh, we were very present. Um, while the others were just kind of um, putting on a show a little bit. So me and you kind of like found our little corner together and we um, understood each other. So it was really, um, it felt it felt like home. For yeah, sure. I love um, friendships like that because it just feels like you found somebody who instantly yeah. you can relate to without having to put up this facade about yourself. And, and you I can was be really so honest. young too when I first came to, that was my first time coming to Vegas and I was so scared to like meet everybody because it was such a, social media is such a like a, it's it's heavy. It is. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, these people are so perfect on social media. Where it's like, and like, it's just you want to get to that level, and like, you want to be good enough to be there. So I was scared, but um, you were so humble and it made me feel comfortable. And I had a great trip. 
Yes. I'm glad. I, I remember feeling like that too because one of the things I struggled with within that relationship was how we showed up. It looked so perfect from the outside. Yes. And I, I feel like that's a lot, a lot, how a lot of people are. And another reason why you kind of get stuck because you feel like you have to hold up to this like image. And it's embarrassing when you... Or you have so many eyes on you. It's so much yeah, pressure. It's really, it's really hard. And when I had met you guys, I had, um, I thought I had everything had, was fine. Like everything was kind of normal. Yeah. And it was maybe like a week or two later that I had found out that my ex-fiance was cheating on me. And you guys were the first people I called. Yeah. And I just, I didn't know what to do. And it was, I was so embarrassed. I, I had this like grand plan in my head about how I was going to leave and what I was like. Because how, you, were, you guys were engaged at that We were point. engaged. Yeah. And I didn't really have anything at that time. You know, we had picked up and moved from California to Las Vegas and I had quit my jobs. And, you know, it's kind of that situation where like, you know, I got your back, Christina, like just figure it out out here and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, but, you gave up everything for him. Yeah, yeah. And I was starting to build out here. But, you know, when that happened, I felt really small. I felt really fucking small and oh, yeah. I was yeah. so embarrassed. I didn't really know what to do. And so called you guys and I obviously made the decision to stay and continue to work on things and see if that was a situation that we yeah, could. Yeah, because when we love, we love hard. And like, we didn't want to give up. No. You didn't want to give up. And we, it's hard. Like yeah. you literally changed everything for that person. And then they're promising you that it's never going to happen again. So you want to believe them. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that like really bothered me about the podcast I recently just had where this this host of this other podcast told me that women don't love unconditionally. They love under conditions. Absolutely not. And that really upset me because I was like, my ex cheated on me and I still loved him and chose to stay. He's like, but you eventually left. I'm like, well, yeah, well, you can, yeah. You, you can only take so much. You're when, human. Right. And he's like, but you left on a condition. And I'm like, well, if that condition is considered emotional abuse, absolutely. I think every woman should leave. You should never lose yourself for someone else. I don't think that's okay. I think that's like the downward, the downward spiral when mm -hmm. things start getting really bad. Um, but obviously after that, you know, you and I became our support because, you know, you would come to me with emotional issues that you were having and vice versa. And it was so hard to watch it from the other side because you're like, you're almost like seeing what the other person's going through and you're like, that's actually what I'm experiencing yeah. to a certain level and you don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Do you feel like you understand why you get stuck yeah, now I do. Now that you're, when you figure out the way to leave and you can finally look at the relationship from afar, it's crazy how much things you realize. But at the same time, I don't think I would have done anything different. I was so naive. I was young. And I had to go through that whole process to really understand what I want and who I am now. So I do have to give credit to it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, I do not wish that on everybody, you know, on anybody. Um, you don't have to go through this kind of hardship to find yourself, but it does pressure you to elevate yourself and find a way. You're just, you're just, you're, you have to. Yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out why women, especially get stuck making excuses inside their own relationships for what's happening to avoid conflict and to avoid having to like do the work to move on or move forward or start over. And I get that it's scary. I mean, I, I wound up staying in my relationship for almost two years after that stuff started, which is like to now looking back to me, I feel very embarrassed. I feel very, um, it's just hard to it's hard to look at because I'm like, why the hell did I put up with it for so long? But like you said, you know, you love somebody and you want it to work and you think that it's But like us women, like we we see our man and like we believe in them and like we want to give everything to them and we want to be there for them and like we believe in their dreams and their passions. We just want to be their support, their love. So like sorry, I'm I'm losing my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm losing my my track of, of, of idea right now. I guess you saying that you're feeling embarrassed is a way to look at it, but at the same time, you can also be proud. Yeah, you can 100%. be hundred percent proud of yourself for believing in your man like that and having his back like that and not wanting to give up on him regardless because you were like, you know what, like things happen, but you're still my person. I still choose to love you. I still choose to be with you. And you kept going and going and doing that nonstop until the point where it just didn't feel right for you anymore. It, you didn't leave because you didn't love him anymore. You just you left because and I went through that recently. I still love my ex. I just, at some point, it's like you have to love yourself a little bit more. And you have to like be able to just walk away from things that didn't serve you anymore. And 
I hate it. I hate that because my ex like said like you were supposed to be my ride or die, and that was my ex's famous right. last words to yes, me. Yes, <laughs> you're supposed to be my ride or die. You're supposed to be the one that loved me unconditionally. You're supposed to be the one that believed in me. But like the thing is, is that I did to the core of my heart. Like every day, I woke up and it was all about him. I was like. I would do everything for him. Like I would cook, clean, like make sure all these meals are ready for the week. Like I would motivate him, like tell him how much I love him, how much, how amazing he is. It was not reciprocated, you know what I'm saying? And then the cheating just kind of started coming too. And it's like, okay, so now you're giving your love and effort to other women too. And when I'm giving literally everything, I'm giving you all of me. So for me, after a certain point, I mean, you stayed for three, for what, two, three years? I mean, we were engaged for almost three, but as far as I know, I mean, when I found out the first time, we had already been together for like Correct. nine months. And then, so yeah, it was, it was a while. I was with him for five years. And I mean, I started figuring out, I think two years in, so that I deal with it for three years. So I just, and I still, I struggle with this because like, like you said, you're right. You can't look at it as all embarrassment because I don't. I don't that was who you are. Yeah, and I don't regret Correct. loving someone like that at all, but I gave it to the wrong person. And right. when that abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, I don't care, when it becomes a pattern, it's not just a mistake anymore. Correct. And I think that you wind up with somebody who can tell you, like, you should be my ride or die. You're going to walk away like that. Like, I've, I've heard these things. I've heard this word for word, and it makes you feel really guilty. It does. It really does. <laughs> because it, you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that, but you're forcing me correct. to leave. And that's what they need to understand is that you literally pushed me to this point. I did not in a million years thought, like, last year that I would ever leave you. I loved you with everything that I had. But like at, to a certain point, like when you start getting older and you have more life experience and you started to, you know, now I'm financially stable and everything, like I couldn't make any more excuses. Before my excuses was, I'm not financially stable enough. I can't leave. Or like, um, I'm not from this country even. I'm from Canada. You know what I'm saying? Like I was scared to be in the United States alone. Um, I have all these diff different things. Oh, he's really young. You know, he's, he's handsome. He makes a lot of money. Like, I had all these excuses to not leave. I was just like, you know, like, he's going to grow up. He's going to mature. Everything's going to be okay at the end. Like, at the end, the end goal, like, everything is going to be fine. But year one, year two, year three, year four, year five. Well, during that time, I'm also growing myself. So I'm at the point now where I looked at it when he, it happened again. And I was just like, I don't have to deal with this anymore. I have my papers to be in the United States now. I'm 25 years old. I'm financially stable. I have enough life experience to make it on my own. I've been taking care of the house, of you know, um, the food, like groceries, like cleaning, cooking, doing all that stuff. I take care of everything. It's like, okay, well, I can do it for myself. Why am I doing it for you if you're not even going to appreciate it? And you're going to go and do whatever. I don't know. God knows what he's been doing behind my back. I've I found out a lot of things. And that's just the surface. That's just the people who are actually like, we're feeling bad and we're like, oh, she should probably know about this. Yeah. You know? So. At what point do you feel like you noticed you were losing yourself? A year ago. Was there something like in particular that made you realize it? Um, well, just my entourage, the people that knew me, my parents, they're like, are you constantly asking me if I was okay? Mm -hmm. My mom constantly asking if I was eating enough, which I was, but with the stress, you just, you don't put on weight. And you can see it. You can somebody. see it. I felt so tired all the time and just lack of motivation. And like, I used to be so into fitness, Christina. Like, you know, I used to compete. I used to be super into it, kind of lost track of it. I went to the gym like twice a week. And like, I was such a motivated person since I'm like 17 years old. Like, I just wanted to go. I was a go-getter, go-getter, go-getter. And then I just kind of lost that. And that's when I was like, I'm losing my identity. I'm losing who I am. And for what? Yeah. For someone who doesn't even, like he did love me in his own way. And he did, we did have great times. But the thing is like the highs were so highs and the lows were so low. There's never in between. There's no balance, no consistency. And it's so hard when your relationship is supposed to be the one thing that you can come back home to from everything in your life, from everything, from your work, from other people, like, from all the bullshit you're dealing with constantly, it should be your safe space. But it was like bullshit, 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 come home, bullshit. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I feel like I deserve better. I'm like, I'm a genuine person. Like, I've never been this loyal. Like, I've always had his back. And I was just like, 
I want to be able to give that to someone who is going to give it back to me. And we can just like, we can grow together. Yeah, it shouldn't be one-sided. No. It's hard, too, when you feel like you're kind of living in someone's shadows a little bit. I mean, that I know too. I kind of experienced that myself, and I it was... It was always like you are the girlfriend of when you were like, yeah. you know? And that was that was hard because at, at some point, like, I didn't... That didn't bother me because I was proud of him. Yeah. But, and, but I, it became that. It became, like, him always first. It was never... It was never, like, I couldn't I, take yeah. care of myself, and if I tried to, it was like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. And yeah, you get really like lost in the sauce of it all. You really do. And like for women like us too, who has amb ambitions and goals and dreams, it's hard to be in someone's shadows all the time because I'm like, I'm my own person. I'm really cool too, you know, but you are so linked to that person that like they kind of forget about who you are as an individual. Yeah. I, I kind of, and especially because I was being mistreated, I was like, I'm one, I'm like really sick and tired of being like so-and-so's fiance and in the back of my head and I'm getting cheated on. Like what, the, right. like, what is this? I don't, what, what am I getting from this anymore? This is insane. Yeah. But I just, like you said, I, I kept thinking it was going to get better too. And I, it was so like hard because I saw it in you too. Like I remember looking at you from afar I mean like she, her light is gone like it's just so dim mm -hmm. I'm like I wonder what she's going through and obviously like you don't you don't poke into someone else's life like no like you can't that. You, you can't because okay look I have a lot of good friends that I tried to like open my mind to like what I was really going through even my like even I had a conversation with my mom and the thing is that you have to wait for the person to be ready to do it themselves because if you pressure them then they're always going to wonder like oh what if I would have tried longer what if what if what if what if well, at least like when I left this last time, there was no what ifs anymore. I was like, I did everything I could. Yeah. And you I'm, know, you, you yeah. know, you, you energetically put everything out there that you could. I even ran it through my head too, where I'm like, okay, what if this person did want to change? I'm like, could I actually forget all the disrespect? But yeah, that's a hard one. Um, I don't think so. So it became to the point where there was so much resentment. The only way that I could forgive everything that I've been through was to not be with him anymore. And I want to be able to support him and love him from afar, but I also want to have my own partner in my own life. And I hope to still be a friend to him. Mm -hmm. I don't have any hate whatsoever, but the only reason why I don't have hate and resentment is because I didn't stay. Yeah. But I was feeling hate and resentment the last year and it's so bad. You're living under the same roof. You're doing things together. There's just always this like this little, also, like, when you start sleeping, you know, when you when you guys have sex, it's not the same. There's always this thing in the back of my head, like, oh, my God, like, he was having sex with someone else. And for me, sex, I do, I do correlate with love. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people are like, ah, it's just sex, whatever. But it's a transfer of energy for me. Like, I am very present when I have sex with someone, and it has to feel right. And then at the end, it just didn't feel right anymore. Yeah. There was a time that I, it's like so... I, we're just so alike. I, yeah, I just I relate to this so much because you you can feel when something's off yep. and it is an energy transfer. I don't care what anybody says about like all this casual sex bullshit. Like if you are sharing that energy with somebody, like you're taking it home to your partner. So, I mean... That's another thing. Everyone how did you go and have sex with me after you did you did that and then tell me how much you were in love with me and like how we're going to be forever and like how I'm going to be your wife and all that well, stuff? Well, because there are men, and this is like the man, the man I talked to the other day, there are men who can separate their woman that they love at home from the women that they, you know, go and sleep with. No, I agree. And my ex told me, he's like, you're the kind of girl I marry. And he's like, those are the kind of girls that I have sex with. And I was like, I can't get on board with that. Absolutely not. And I had that said to me many times too. And he was even trying to pressure the, you know, having threesomes. He's like, I need my sex life to be a little bit more exciting. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, then you need to be in an open relationship with someone who's okay with an open relationship. Correct. And I told him many times, I was just then find someone who's okay with this. My values and the ways that I was raised and how I see and I view relationships. It's not like mine, mine, mine. I'm not possessive. I'm just like, I want to just transfer energy with one person and I want to grow with one person. Yeah. And there's something wrong with that. I got tired of hearing from, especially men. I don't know if it's like Vegas or what, but there's a lot of that I out think here. It's just America. Or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, there were times I even tried to convince myself, like maybe you need to be more open-minded. Maybe, maybe this is what you need to do. And oh my God, Christina, I've been there so I, many times. And it, it bothered me so bad because I'm like, this is not the way you entered into this relationship. Like you had this like grandiose like way of showing the world that I was your one and only and like God bless this relationship and all this, 
all this stuff where I'm like, oh my God, like, this is not what I signed up for. Why, why are you, why are you springing this on me like this? Like this was not ever talked about one once. And you not. knew putting a ring on my finger, you knew what it meant. You talked to my mom, like, you know right. exactly what you were getting yourself into. So why, why, why push this agenda or why not just politely tell me, you know what? I've come to a realization that I cannot be with one woman and I don't want to hurt you. Yes. Because I love you, Correct. right? I don't That's want to where the you. love and respect comes, like communication. Just be honest. Be 100% honest. Yeah. And I, you know, when I started this podcast, it wasn't to do anything but teach myself how to have a voice. Because by the time I got done with all of that fucking bullshit, I couldn't even talk. I had, I was like stuttering. I was like so shy. I was having panic attacks like crazy just because I realized like how the shit I found out and it you're was like, like yeah, numbing yeah, like how you're just kind of, you're just questioning like how did i deserve this yeah it was it was wild so and I you start- know i've been through there exactly but i've been through it staying in the relationship i was re- extremely depressed for like one year and i completely lost my self-esteem oh yeah it started mine started when i met you it was right after that yeah inside of it and that's i think that's more painful than being alone yes 100 <laughs> percent. and i've tried like the whole reason for some of these episodes were to help women figure out how to stand on their own two feet. It wasn't to bash men. It wasn't to bash relationships because you know what? There's nothing wrong with these people, but you know when you're not a match for somebody and you have to understand when someone's leading you in a direction that's not who you are. And the only reason you can get lost in something when you don't know who you are is because you haven't figured out your non-negotiables and don't, you don't know what you stand for. So you just go along with something else. 100%. And there are men who could lead, lead you down the wrong direction. I'm not saying all I men mean, will. No, but men are the one who are wearing the pants in the relationship. So the, the woman likes to agree with their man and like they trust their man. They trust what they're saying. You know, we kind of become a little bit more vulnerable when it comes to that. So like a good man will not take advantage of that. But the wrong man for you will. And it's still, you're still going down that path. And it's really freaking hard to come back. Yeah. Once you start going down that path, you're like, oh, well, I love him. He promised me a, a ring, promised me kids, a, a life. Like, I'm set. You know, he's got money. He's got that. Just losing yourself every day. It's, it's, it's not even worth that. Yeah. The, um, the interview I had the other day, he was telling me, you know, a high value man is considered a top 10% earner. And I was like, you know what's crazy? It's like, your, what your definition of high value is is not my definition of high value. I was like, you've not said one thing about honesty, integrity, loyalty, respect, trust. Literally just spoke on monetary values. That was your first out the gate statement. And I, I understand men are entitled to that and that they base themselves on their success and their money and that's how they yes. feel like they are winning at life, right? But yes. Just because you have that does not make you a high value man for a woman. And I think there are, I know there are women who are okay with those things. And that's completely fine. But But that's the whole, that's okay. Yes. But if your man's lying to you or your woman is, not even like men, but if like your partner is lying to you to get you into something. Mm -hmm. That's where (sighs) it's wrong. You don't lie to your partner. So let's take like, you know, I listen to Andrew Tate a lot. I, and here's what's crazy about that is like the women listening to this, if they heard a woman like you say that, they're automatically going to be like, oh my God, really? Yeah, no, you know but, what I mean? I, but the thing is that like I do agree with Andrew Tate just because how honest he is. I love his views. I, I do understand the dynamic between women and mm-hmm. men. And he's just so open with it. He's like, he's like, yeah, dude, I got like whatever, like five girlfriends, whatever, but he treats them right. And he tells them like, look, I'm going to be sleeping with other women. We got everything. And I'm gonna love you. We're gonna go on dates. Like I'm gonna treat you right. And he did never ever disrespects his women, and that's where I my respect comes in for Andrew Tate. You can have whatever opinions. Anybody can love and see relationship whatever way they want. Would you not freaking pressure someone to be something that you want and make them lose themselves for your own for your for for selfish reasons? Yeah, it's not okay. So do you think it's just the honesty thing? I think so. Yeah. If if my ex would have been honest with me from the first year. He would have saved us so much freaking fights, so much trouble. Because in the end of the day, he remained the same, I remained the same, and we kept clashing and clashing and clashing. He was like, why are we always fighting? Why are we doing that? It's because we're not the fucking, we're not seeing this things the same way. And mm-hmm. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna change how I view things just because you want it. And he also didn't want to do the same for me, which is fine. 
yeah can we just be friends then like go get your girl that is willing to do all that stuff with, with you like have fun i'll find a guy who won't yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if it like maybe it's just not easy for people to be honest about what they want anymore No, it's not people don't communicate but that's like I, I know a lot of like actual men's coaches do teach that. And that's why I had an issue with this particular person because they would just like bash the other sex versus talking about how to be better for the opposite sex. It was like, women are like this, it's dumb, et cetera, et cetera. And this is how it should be without like teaching a man maybe how to approach a woman a little bit differently so that they understand you. Um, he wasn't condoning cheating by any means, but he was condoning like being honest and open because like you said, there are relationships that work like that and it's okay, but I, it's I, the abuse, yeah. the emotional abuse that comes in that's Correct. not. And I see a lot of very happy relationships where they're open relationships, but both parties are on the same freaking page. Since the beginning too. Since the beginning. Or, how, no, or how it evolves at least. Exactly. Or like within the first like, you know, six months of the relationship, like things were talked about and things were agreed on and there were communication and now they're thriving like i have I, I have like five couples and it pops into my head right now full-on open relationship my best friend is in an open relationship they're freaking happy yeah and i'm like what works for you works for you but don't come in three years in like we have everything together we were supposed to do life together and then you come out with this crazy thing like oh yeah we're gonna have threesomes I'm allowed to fuck girls and you're not allowed to fuck guys. And I was just like, wait, where is this coming from? Like, what is happening? And then you're already stuck. You're already in love with the person. You already have a freaking house or you're living together. You have a puppy together. It just becomes more and more like complicated when it could have like literally I would have been like, look, this is not for me. I understand this is for you. And I, we could have like part ways and be great friends. Mm -hmm. Or at least maybe even let's say, well, okay, let's play devil's advocate. If it was like three years in and he approached you and actually said, you know, I'm having a change of heart. This is what I want and need. Well, even that, I would appreciate that a little bit more. Yeah. A lot more. Then I, I <laughs> that's, oh man, I don't know. I don't wish betrayal on anyone because the kind of wounds it creates is something that you carry with the rest you, of your life. You do. You carry it into your next relationships. The amount of work I've had to do on myself to even be healthy for another person. I don't regret it because I'm like really yes. glad about what it's what Correct. it's turned into. But the amount of like rehab you have to give yourself to. Yes. It's not even just relationship with other people. Just with yourself too. The way you talk yeah. to yourself. Like I call myself like I was talking to myself like you're so fucking stupid. You're so this. You're so that. It's just all these negative things. It's not even true. I was just so mad at myself. Like I didn't, I couldn't make sense of it. And I was also so young and naive. Like I didn't, I have no life experience, nothing. And like, I just, I just went through a very dark hole. I don't know yeah. how I got out. I just kept going, I guess. And I just kept making sure that I was going to be successful on my own. So that like, I guess I always had that thing in the back of my head where, well, at least I'll be financially like able to leave the relationship when like, if it comes down to it. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. I think it's something that we need to tell like all the women out there, just have something going for you. Even if you're just like a waitress, even if you have like a nine to five job like and you're just doing minimum wage, put some money on the side. Have that little bed of like, okay, like you'll never ever settle to give your entire self and who you are to someone, to someone else and lose yourself and get to just so dark you know like at least you'll have something to to come back to yeah you never know what's going to happen and no. that, i i think that's you know going back to what you said there'll be somebody like well they have plenty of money they're going to take care of me we're going to be fine it was there's super, a ring on look, my finger it was super tempting you know what i'm saying like obviously everything was freaking taken care of for the rest of my life but i was just not happy yeah and like waking up every day like that was just not worth it i'd rather have less money and be so freaking happy and like make the decision for myself my own life it's not worth any kind of money and I hope like I don't know I hope girls can actually like make the difference between that I hope so too and that's I even told myself like I kind of wanted to stop talking about relationships on this podcast because I was just getting so burnt out by it. Yeah. But then I realized that there's so much of a message that needs to get put out there because you don't have to choose between your happiness and a relationship. You get to have both. Yes. And it's okay. I don't care what anybody says out there. Like you can have both. You don't need to sacrifice your self-worth or who you are. And you can find somebody who actually has the same values and morals as you. Correct. And no one has to, no one has to like talk shit on you for being with somebody who 
by any of these men who want to talk who's like not a high value man because they don't have all the money in the world but if they can love you correctly like yeah I don't know isn't that better i don't know maybe that's, that's, that's just that, my no, perspective but, that's, but no but that's the whole human experience for me you only have one human experience you're put on here for a reason your soul is searching for something i see so many people with so much money and they're old and they're alone and they're empty they're so empty like they drink every day they just they, they don't they're soulless and it's so sad and i'm like you really just gave your entire life because you just were never satisfied. You kept going for more and more and more, losing things and people that you love and mistreating people. It's just, you're digging, you're digging your own grave. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that man told me the opposite. He goes, you know, if you keep thinking the way you're thinking pretty much, you're going to be old and alone with your cats. And I was like, okay, so is that the equivalent? Because... First of all, I fucking hate cats. Second, <laughs> second of all, kind of scary. I like I would rather wait and not settle and think I need to go. Oh my god, my clock's ticking. I'm 35 years old. I need to go find a man that's gonna take care of me and just settle for the fact that I'm not gonna be the only woman in his life because I'm scared. No, dude, man, I'd rather like, wait. What, Seven billion people on this earth. Yeah, There's trust gotta me, be fucking I'm fucking someone that's gonna be like compatible with you. Yeah, and you know, at this during this conversation, he didn't know I have a boyfriend who's like a wonderful human. So I just left it at that and I let him talk. I'm like, man, this is so funny for you to sit here and talk to me like this because you have no idea. All you know is what I went through with my ex and all I know is about you and your relationship. You yeah. are in an open That's relationship with a very young girl. <laughs> you have whatever you want. She's also bisexual. So you guys are living the life. You really guys are like, that's exactly what. You found your person. Cool. You, great. Yes. That's not for me. Right. <laughs> and I'm not going to be convinced that I need to be like, I need to just accept no, that absolutely not. That's what I had to try to do in the past, with all, with also with the idea that I couldn't have multiple partners, but you could. That's not gonna. That's, that's not a, that how was it's a tough gonna one be for me to accept. I was like, okay, so wait, what? <laughs> so you can do whatever the hell you want, and I can't. I'm like, just because I'm a woman. I mean, no, I have a soul too. I'm a human too. Sorry, I wasn't born with a dick, but like, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I, I still have my views and my opinions and my feelings. Like I feel everything that you feel. Like you don't yeah. get to pressure that on me. And how would he feel if you would sleep with somebody else? Heartbroken. He would feel defeated. So what's the difference? Look, I do, okay, I do understand the dynamic between men and women. Like men get to sleep with women and they're not as connected and like right. whatnot. And I mean, like, you can say that all you want though, but it hurts. But it sucks. Like women, we just want to feel like we're enough. Yeah just make me feel like I'm enough and you're gonna have a, die, a ride or die. You're actually gonna have one. You treat me like I'm enough. You tell me that I'm enough. You said, you just do little things. Show me that you love me. Take care of me. Dude, I'm gonna give you the freaking world. I'm gonna be your ride or die. I'm gonna fucking hide a body for you. <laughs> like, like, it's not that hard. We're not that complicated. I just, I just don't know if there's a lot of men who wanna be monogamous. They're getting more rare, but they're also freaking pressured by the society, the way they view things. Like, social media is fucking toxic. Yeah. God, there's there's more naked women on social media than, like, than I've ever seen before. It's yeah. so normal now. It's so accessible. And men have all these fantasies and everything that, like, they can just have everything and, like, they can do whatever. But, like, man, when, when you fall in love with a good woman and you grow old with a good woman, I promise you that feeling of, it's it's unbeatable. Yeah, and I actually like, I had a lot of men reach out to me after that podcast and I was like, I was ready for my DMs to like get blown up with like harassment because I saw, I saw the comments about myself and it was just so, it was so crazy that apparently I was some old bitter woman that was like past no, my prime and i'm like oh right. my god you're comical <laughs> like this is comical but it's not like that but it's you not, just you have your own views and values yeah and, and there like, were men who said the same thing or said the opposite they're like you know what like there are men who think like this but there are a lot of men who don't exactly so like don't let this bring you down because so this, yes this whole point of this podcast really is just to explain like communicate with your partner from the beginning yes. avoid the heartbreak avoid the lies avoid the cheating because there is someone out there who is completely okay with the exact same views and ways that you're doing things just don't pressure someone to lose themselves yeah that's all it is that's all it is it doesn't mean that like your views are better than the other ones no if you want to be in open relationships right on like go do exactly. your thing if you want to whatever whatever your viewpoints are just communicate that and don't lie about it because 
you're just creating more hurt people. Yeah. And that's building this society out to be broken. And we're all just like bleeding all Everybody's over each other just because we're just up. wounded. Everybody's yeah. giving up. No and, one cares to really get deep with anybody anymore because they're so scared of getting hurt. No. And a lot of, uh, there's actually a lot of content on social media with, um, a lot of like relationship energy practitioners and healers and who mm -hmm. talk about healing the masculine and feminine, not even like not pushing it further apart, but that that work is considered feminine. That work is considered vulnerable. That work is considered like like I know a lot of guys who are like that's pussy shit. But it's not. No, it's dude, really I, not. And it's so attractive when a man is a very much um understanding and like aware of his feminine energy as well. And it can just like kind of live with both and like correlate and make, make it create a balance. Yeah. It's so important. Even women, we need to have some masculine. I'm not for feminism and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Me either. Like fuck men. All that. No, that's no, that's not it. That's literally the opposite of the thing that you hate. Exactly. And you're, you're, well. Or it's like, I'm sorry, not the opposite. It's the extreme of the opposite end exactly. of the thing that you hate. Exactly. Exactly. So why, why would you want to be so extreme? You become who you don't forgive. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, I mean, I heard that before and I'm just kind of going to live my life through that. You yeah. become who you don't forgive. And it's so true. Yeah. Because when I, you start hating and hating and hating on something very specific, you literally become it. Yeah. You become your abuser, essentially. I've heard Correct. that quote before and I was like, oh my God. It's so true. Because I, fortunately, I never got to a place where I hated men ever. I actually, and I, and that's, what's interesting is I still go back to those old school ways of like women and men need each other. Like they're, but you know do. what I mean? That's, we, and there's we nothing wrong the, with the that. The nurturing of women. And then, then just, just like the, the, the providing of the man, like, yeah. it's just like, it goes so well together. Yeah. And a woman can't get too masculine all around or you will ruin your relationships as well. But they also there say is, if your IQ is way too high as a woman, it's also like less probable of finding a man. The man always wants to feel like they're taking care of you. Mm -hmm. And you always have to give that to your man. Yeah. So even if you are in a position as like a woman where you're making a lot of money or you have your shit together, if it's the right man to do this for, you can kind of like pull back a little bit and like allow the man to be the man in the relationship. Always. But it's very hard to do that if the man is not providing like a safe container for you to do that in. Exactly. And that's like, I'm no relationship coach. I'll never fucking preach that. I just preach from my own experience <laughs> and what I've been through and Correct. what I've learned. And this is this is the dynamic I figured out because I have even realized like in my own relationships now, I get hyper masculine with like needing to control things in a in a way of I'm scared. I'm freaking scared to like let some things down because I've let it all go before and it was totally you're abused. Always, all, you, you're, all, you're also been taken advantage of and right. you don't want to feel that way again. Right. But the, also there's toxicity in not allowing yourself to Correct. put that wall down. So like that's the work you have to do if you wound up in a position like that before because the next relationship is going to require you to like be feminine again and yeah. you have to you unfortunately have to go through the task of trusting again, but just with the knowledge that you know what you've been through and you're smarter and wiser now, mm -hmm. and you'll never let yourself experience abuse to that level. But you can't just keep this like huge masculine shield up against every single man that comes your way now because you'll never have a successful relationship. You never will, no. And I totally agree with that. And that's it's hard because once you've been through some shit, you're like, I don't you ever want to deal yeah, with that. Yeah, you got that wall and it's really hard to break, but like, it's not impossible. No, and just keep your masculinity as a woman to your business. And that's Correct. It. That's it, because you I, need that shit. <laughs> yeah, who I am when I go out and do my marketing and all that stuff and my business and stuff, it's not the same woman I come, when I come home. Yeah. I like, cook, I clean, I'm all cute. I'm like, how was your day? Like, yeah. you know, and then I go out in the in in the wild, you know, and I'm just like, all right, this is what's happening today. Go team, we're doing this and that. There's cold, cold sound. Yeah, well, that's why I tried to, in that other podcast, you know, he's like, I don't, um, you can't be a boss bitch and a good woman. And that's, I'm like, that's bullshit. That's such bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. Same thing for men. Men who are business CEOs, owners, they're not nice and like, they're not approachable. They're they're very much like on Rigid. their shit. Yes, exactly. But when they come home, like men too like to be like a little a, bit like a little soft to their kids yes. and their wife and things like that. Yes. But that's that's the duality. I think that's so important. Like it's you so know important. you know where to use your masculinity and your femininity and, and that's story. why it's okay and it's important to have both for either whether you're a man or a woman and women yes we're gonna have a little bit more feminine than than masculine but there's still a balance for both and yeah. it's so important to be able to just be open and deep with the person that you love at home at home should be your safe space always yeah and that comes back to communication too because if you're always being open and honest about how you feel about certain situations 
you will feel safe in that. Exactly. That was when my current relationship tested me to no end because it was finally somebody who wanted to hear everything and I'd be like, oh my God. My God, right? Like I don't even, I would freeze. And it was the first time that yeah. I was told that I'm being avoidant. And I'm like, holy shit. Because I've never been the person to be avoidant. I've been like anxious, anxiously attached, like all that crap. But now it's like something serious comes up and I like have to, I literally have to like train myself to take down the wall, be like, yep. This is actually okay. Like yep. this and person's I know, safe. And I know that of me right now. I know that because it's very recent that I left the relationship. I know that I have a wall right now. So it's going to be a matter of like understanding how to be patient with myself mm -hmm. and like communicating with whoever comes into my life that this is what I've been through and this is what to expect for a while. Um, and then if that's the right person for me, they'll stay. He will stay. And yeah. he will be patient with me and he will understand where he comes from and slowly break my walls. Right. And there's and that's no reason to like take out your ex relationship on your current partner because I think that some that's people don't okay. that's not okay. They're like, not the same person no. at all. It's not the same freaking person. And they're not responsible for you handling your triggers. Like they can be there to support it, but you're responsible for handling yes. like what you what 100%. you're dealing with. Um, you can't bring that baggage for, in a new relationship. No, that's how you know you're not ready to get in one. I, at least I feel like I tried that like <laughs> shortly after I left my ex mm -hmm. and I was like, I can tell 100% like I am not ready to, to like, date no, anybody yeah. because mm -hmm. this is like I am firing off like a firecracker. Granted, there were things that were like not cool with me, but I was very quick to just like it reminded me I was so triggered. I was so triggered by everything. So I realize like there's some work I need to do on myself before I enter back into a relationship. And another reason why it's good to put time in between actually investing in somebody else. I know it's scary when like you get older because you're like, oh my God, like it's another year, another three years or whatever. But yeah, but there's no there's no there's, there's no point in like investing when you're not ready because it's just gonna blow up in your face. One hundred percent. And like it always stresses me out when I meet girls and they're like, I need to find a husband. I need to have kids. Like I'm I'm thirty one. I'm thirty two. That energy is and not I'm, going to get you the any, right person. No. And like if anything, like honestly, like if, if you end up not having kids like on time, whatever. At least you'll be happy, and maybe your partner will already have kids and you can be the best stepmother ever and feel fulfilled in that way and you never know you never know what that future is going to look like and if you can stay a little bit more open-minded to what the rigid expectations were that you thought you should have you'll be more open to seeing what's out there for you yeah. my life doesn't look anything like what i thought it was going to look like hey but and not even in a bad way but no no but I'm, it's I'm literally yeah. nothing like what i thought if you were asked sabrina five no let's say six years ago where i would be now today i would didn't think i would have this conversation with you with the knowledge and experience that i have now i don't think it, it was so far off yeah there's it's the amount of growth that we've been through is absolutely insane i still like it's crazy because i'm like i have flashbacks like as you're saying this to me of just like literally standing on the stairmaster with you like talking about this oh my God, situation yes, but yes. from such a different perspective mm -hmm. and just i am i prayed for the day over the last like year or two years that like i'd be able to sit down with you and like have this conversation and i i'm there were so many of my own friends who told me the same thing like i never thought i'd be able to talk to you like this ever yep. again and that that always like really ripped me to shreds because they were like we like you were not christina and anymore I, yeah and i can only imagine how it is to see someone that you love so dearly just completely lose themselves and there's nothing it you hurts. can do there's nothing there's absolutely nothing that any of my best friends could have done nothing but now that i talk to them now they're just they're just like look i don't even want to go in depth anymore i'm just proud of you yeah and i'm like they're like i not like i'm so happy that you understand your worth and who you are and what you can provide and what you can give and that's all that needs to be said and that's like, all and like just that and i just have so much more light when i talk to like i have more emotions i was monotone dude super mm -hmm. monotone i was survival mode and yeah i created like a company got really successful i was boss ass bitch and like i was but i had to be cold but hey i mean now i am i created that i have everything and i'm finding myself again and I'm, it's 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 honestly such a f crazy journey it's crazy i wouldn't change anything though i don't think so yeah I don't, I don't think I would What would you say to somebody who is in your position or was in your position? If they didn't, if somebody was in your position. That's tough, man, because everybody he, told me a lot of things and didn't do anything for me. I had to figure it out on my own. I guess the thing is just 
remember who you are. In the end of the day, just remember how you were raised, your values, and just just try to remember your true, authentic self. Never mind everything else that's going on. Just remember that and hold on to that. And slowly, a little bit at a time, with more and more disrespect and like whatever things happen, disconnect yourself just a little bit. Let yourself go a little bit, just a little bit. It might take 10 years. Some girls figure it out in one. Some people figure it out in 20. I have people divorced that I know divorcing at like 60 with kids and all that stuff. But they, you eventually, don't worry, you'll figure it out. I just hope that you'll figure it out like soon. Sooner than later? Yeah. Yeah. I Someone once told me that I didn't have any boundaries. And I realized that like somebody asked me, what are your non-negotiables? And I didn't even know. I had no idea what they were. <laughs> and that was crazy because yeah. like I was already engaged. And I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't even, I don't know what my non-negotiables are. And I said yes to that's marrying a, someone. That's a, that's, a, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's so true. Yeah. So I wrote them down. I wrote them down and I would suggest anybody who doesn't know where they're at, who they are, if they're lost in a relationship or just maybe they're single and just don't even know what they want. Like write down what you want, not in, not even just in somebody else, but in yourself and make sure you never waver. And I think writing down things are so important because you get to put your thoughts into words. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, that little transition in between like your head and the paper and the pen that little moment in between is actually when you're like self-reflecting. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to just write things down. Yeah, you really do find out who you are when you start reading back things. I read back things oh from that God. time and I'm like, oh my God. And you're like, I remember that girl. I do, I do. And it's so crazy that now I can be like, if she only knew, you I know? Feel very, I felt very sad for her for a long time. I had a therapist, she wasn't even a therapist, she was like a spiritual energy healer type okay. mentor to me. And she's like, you need to grieve that part of yourself. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, that part of Christina can't come along for your future. But that part of Christina is what kept you, she said alive. I know alive sounds like really aggressive, but like that's the Christina that was in survival mode and kept you going through all the times where you were dealing with present. your PTSD and all mm -hmm. this stuff. She's like, but that part of yourself, is it ha you have to detach from it. And that's also like a lot, it's like an ego death essentially too. Um, and to step into something new, you have to like let go of that of that person that kept you around in that in that time. It's frame. like anything. It's like even just like moving out of your old apartment to like a new place. You just mm -hmm. have to let go. You have you just let go. Yeah. You move on. You never go back. Yeah. Bigger and better. Yeah. And it doesn't like you said. It doesn't really matter how long it takes. You just have to start making those. Exactly. Those so there's steps. no timeline, and there's no way that you can help really some. Well, you can. For friends around, like for girls or even men, that you're seeing your friend going through a situation like that, I am so grateful for the friends that you just never gave up. Yeah, they were same. always freaking, same. They were always freaking there to take my call, and I would rant about the same thing over and over and over and over again, and I honestly still to the point like this point today, like I had those four like those four friends, and you were one of them, where. I knew that I could just like reach out and just talking about it made you realize things without even you thinking, like without even you knowing that it was actually making you realize things. So like be there for your friends. The only yeah. thing you can do, you can't tell them, leave that relationship, it's toxic because they won't, they won't, they don't care. You have to ask different questions. Correct. Ask questions, make them question their situation. Yes. And just always be there and don't give up because they will get out, but they won't if you give up on them because if you, if you, they don't have any circle, they don't have any, anybody like supporting them outside. The only person that's in their ear in their head is that guy or that girl that they're with. And what's really crazy about certain situations like that is you get isolated so bad that you do lose your circle. You do. Yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. To a certain extent. They were, they were like there, but for further. Mm -hmm. They were, but they were still there. Yeah. From a distance. From a distance. Exactly. But now I am very happy that I'm reconnecting with all my friends and they're just like, okay, you're Sabrina again. Like, I love you. And that's the person I was waiting for. Ugh, it's so it's like well, it was always one of the hardest things for me to hear when my friends told me that yeah because I was like what did, what were you seeing that I wasn't seeing and they were like it was really hard to watch and I was like oh my god yeah like yeah it was nuts but I'm so happy for you and yeah I'm so happy that I'm happy for you too yeah that this conversation I'm happy that we're happening. having this conversation <laughs> my god the conversation we had like four years ago like even like you said on the treadmill or even on FaceTimes 
I never even thought we would be on this podcast today and talking. Like no, this. no. And it's, um, it's, it's just, it makes me feel really happy because like you said, you do really need some good supportive people when you're going through really hard times and, um, you'll really know who those people are when you, when you need them for sure. Oh yeah. So yeah, don't give up on your friends. If a friend is getting annoying by telling you the same story over and over again, um, they might just need you to ask them different questions yeah. to help them through it. Cause I, I never wound up listening to people who were like, just leave just this. Cause I'm like, you don't, no, you don't get it. You don't understand. But it, no. it was the friends who would be like, Christina, how is this making you feel when you think about this? Or if I came to you and told you that so my husband was cheating on me or my husband said this to me, what would you tell me? I had, And they yeah. made me say it out loud. And I was like, I would tell you to leave. And they're like, so what makes you think that you deserve it? And I had no answers. And it's, no, because when you're in that situation, whoever is in this situation that's like going to be listening to this, you literally don't think that you'll ever find someone else. You think that this is it for you. You think you really, it's its hard to explain. You are obsessed with that person. You're trauma bonded. Exactly. Like I can, like sometimes when it wasn't even love, it was just like. Infatuation. Yes. Like I, I also completely thought that no one else could be able to love me the way that he loved me. Because the things that were like, exchanged was just like such on a deep level that you think like oh that connection is so deep i'll never find out again but you know what the plot twist is you actually find someone who loves you better exactly and it's so crazy yeah but you just don't but when you get anymore. out of it you only see it when you get out of it you really do yeah that's for sure i've actually even considered like hosting some like breakup boot camps or like some breakup like retreats not even associating it necessarily with like like topics like this but like what to do after heartbreak how yeah. to heal yourself how to recover um for yourself not so much to like deal with and like just keep reciting everything that's that you've gone through but to connect and grow and evolve because that's the real that's the real glow up afterwards yeah. and 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 how to wind up being in really and that's i think men will hear them like oh it's so feminist of you to, to say that and it's, it's not that it's actually to heal yourself so you can become and find the healthy relationship yeah, but that goes for men too because yeah. men does deal with toxic relationship as well oh There's yeah toxic women out there too. yeah you just don't you don't hear about it as often because i think men don't want to talk about it because that's very vulnerable exactly. yeah but there are plenty of crazy ass toxic women out there uh, yeah so so like us talking let's yeah we're two women and we we went through it with two men but like this could always this could be a, com a conversation with another with, opposite yes it could be with a man too and like we're just talking about people who are just toxic in general yeah my, I just had my best friend's husband on last week and he talked about the first love, um, first relationship that he was in that he was in love with that cheated on him and that really broke him and set him up to be a pretty bad person for a while. And I was like, that's so interesting because like you don't hear a lot of men talking about that. They're like, oh, whatever, fuck her. And I'm like, did that, how yeah. bad did that hurt you? You know, because you have men out here saying that, well, when um, it, a man gets cheated on, it's worse than a woman getting cheated on because of the emotion emotion behind it. Um, but you hear, you don't hear men talking about how badly it hurt them. They yeah, keep it inside. No, it's so true. But it's, it's just, so, as ba it's, it's bad. No one talk about it, but like, I, I have a lot of men friends who said like, yeah, when that girl cheated on me, like I just started it sleeping them. with thousands of girls. I did not care. I did not want to care for a girl again. So like women do hurt. I think men do get hurt a little bit harsher. I think because so too. They, they, they just feel so disrespected and they're like, why would a woman do that to me like they feel like this demasculated too yeah it's like a power it's thing. all bad it's, it's all so, bad it's just bad on either or yeah either way yeah it goes back to i think the the really important piece of information to take from this podcast is just communicate yeah with your future partners and it's okay okay what's the worst thing's gonna happen you guys are not on the same page wow you just saved yourself like five years of bullshit yeah <laughs> Like, and you're quicker to find the person that actually wants the same relationship dynamic that you do. Exactly, And that's okay. I would have so much rather, so much rather heard, Christina, I need an open relationship. And I'd be like, you know what? That really sucks because I really love you, but I still have respect for you. Yeah. And we can part ways and I can be your friend that's from a distance. That's the thing is the respect thing. It's like, if you don't lie to me and don't hurt me, you don't hurt me constantly. We can actually part ways on good terms. It's just so hard when you put me all through that, all that shit. Because now you're kind of bruised and broken. Exactly. And now you have these other men of the world like, well, these women are bruised and broken. They're not valuable to me anymore because they're 
30 to 35 all of a sudden. Well, you know what? If you taught your men how to be more honest and communicative, they wouldn't have suffered that betrayal trauma. And now apparently they're used up goods in their 30s. Right. And I, I don't like that negative connotation about that because that's not true. It took me one bad person to hurt me. Not five, not 10, not 15. One that I had to recover from. But I don't care how old you are. You can still yes like change your life around you can still evolve and become a good person that absolutely that's very like a harsh way of if there's a will there's a way yeah of looking at and it's just opinions like you said you can listen to this podcast this is just our opinions and what we've been through these are just our opinions these are just the way we view relationships these are just our values like i mean like i would i like at the same time if andrew tate was in front of me i would love to have a conversation with him too without without any any fight yeah i wanted to hear your your side of things hear mine that's yeah it. and that's how the kind of conversation we had here went i didn't agree with like yeah but you're not making him feel bad about it no because that's just like oh well that's just not how i want to live my life yeah, yeah that's what i said and you know there was like no disrespect either way like yeah do we have our opinions about things like we're some a little bit harsh because he's a man and i'm a woman 100 percent, but that's not what I want. That's not what you want. And we can clearly talk about that. And we're not oblivious to the masculinity and like femininity either. No, we I know, know. What, how it is to be a woman in a relationship. We take care of a man to the T. We do everything for them. Like we are the feminine energy in their life. We're nurturing, you know, yeah. we're not oblivious. We're not just like, the, God, it's just, we're not broken from this. Well, he, his argument was that the modern woman today doesn't know traditional values in a relationship. And I was like, I know traditional values in a relationship. He's like, well, then why do you put yourself out on the internet like that? And I was like, you know what? <sighs> this is really tricky because yes, I have some traditional values that I like in a relationship, but I also see the evolution of how society is. That's just him is. being completely fucking insecure because, I mean, you're allowed to post in a fucking bikini if you want to. It doesn't fucking change how you're going to treat your man at home. Exactly, and that's kind of what I told him, and I'm like, I can find a relationship that understands my line of work and that still gets to reap the benefits of me being a traditional woman at home. Yes. I like to take care of my man. Yes. I like to have a monogamous relationship with my man, mm -hmm. and... I still can have. But I still want to feel sexy. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm more than happy to just show my true feminine energy on social media. Yeah, and he's like, so if you met the man in your dreams and he told you you need to delete your Instagram, what would you tell him? I'm like, you know what? The man in my dreams would not tell me that. Exactly. So, but that just goes back to it. Like, you need to find your match and don't stop settling or don't settle until yes. you do because. Correct you're literally going to kill your essence of who you are as a person. And that's the last fucking thing I want to see these days anymore is my friends or women of women that I know like losing themselves because they wind up in a position that they don't really want to be in. Correct. So I hope, I hope you guys listening, like really take something from this um, and truly understand that this is really to empower you just to like live in your truth and get in touch with who you are. And that's not to be some crazy feminist that's alone forever. That's actually <laughs> to find out who you are, where you belong and wind up with the partner if that's what you want with who you belong because winding up in the wrong environment, even like work environment is going to kill you. Yes. And you the only have one life. Be happy. Be yourself. And whatever is supposed to be yours is going to gravitate around that. Just as long as you stay true to yourself, everything will make sense. Everything will make sense. And I'm starting to realize that now. It hasn't been that long. And I'm already finding pieces Peace. of me that I have lost for so long. And like, I don't even hate him for it or nothing like that. I wish him the best. Like, I, I still have love for him. I'm just like, I'm just so happy that I get to finally look at myself in the mirror and not be like, fucking like, Sabrina, why are you putting up with this shit? Like, just being disappointed in myself. Now I can actually look at myself and be like, man, you do you. You know, like you're you're a fucking great girl. Fucking go for it. Like life is your oyster. Just fucking like have yeah. fun. Be yeah. happy. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share this. Thanks I know for having me. Yeah, of course. This the stars aligned for this podcast to yeah, happen. So absolutely. I'm so happy. Um, but I will leave Sabrina's information here. Make sure to check her out. She's got a great marketing agency and also loves some uh, loves to models young LA's <laughs> clothes and is a great support for that company. And um, just make sure to check her out. Her DMs, I'm sure, will be open just as mine always are. And absolutely, if there Any are questions whatsoever, please DM me. I also have a pretty big, well, big, a pretty decent social media. So. I mean, if I can help anybody, just reach out. 
Yeah, 100%. And if there are also any topics that you'd like to see Sabrina and I collaborate on, definitely let us know. Oh, yeah, we would love to do that again for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we can dive into some more specific topics too. So if there are any, I I say this with 100% like certainty, please do not hesitate to reach out to me with any questions. My inbox is always open, judgment-free. So is Sabrina's. So until next time, we'll see you guys. Bye. I never know how to end those. <laughs>